What's up, guys? This is Vaughn Kohler, and you're listening to the MF CEO Project. Hey, guys, if you have listened to the project for any length of time, you know that Andy has a real desire to help all entrepreneurs, but he also especially has a has a special place in his heart for young entrepreneurs. And today we're joined by Nehemiah Davis, who you will learn more about in just a moment. But get ready for a great podcast. What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, today we are going to do something cool. We're going to do something special. We've got a very, very special guest. Um, before we get to him, got to say hi to uh, my co-host, the pastor of disaster. What's up, my man? I, I am, I'm getting my PhD in Andy Frisella. You I gotta, are? I got to tell you. I mean, I, I do you ha- do you have any idea? Why are you talking about my D? <laughs> I I swear you you leave me speechless sometimes. I but, know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, do you have any idea how much stuff you've posted on the internet? I, you know what? Probably a lot more than I realized. A lot. Yeah. Like I've literally, with with some help, I've literally pulled off everything you've ever posted on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. It is a single spaced. Well, right now it's almost a three hundred page document. Holy cow! Word, 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 uh, word document. Wow! So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, so, man. You so know, I've got I've got quite a bit of editing. Y- to you do. know, people don't realize that either because a lot of people come up and they're like, "Dude, you came out of nowhere and you got all these followers and you got all this, you know, uh, momentum going. It's great." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, I've been working on it for seven years. Right? You know, every day. It's just like you know, we talk about starting a business here. If you want to build a brand on social media." You know, you're going to post a long time with getting one, two, or three likes. Right. You know, I can remember that. And I remember just like when we started a business, when I started posting, people would DM me or call me or, or text me and be like, dude, what are you doing? Right. Like, you sound goofy. Right. You know, and uh, we talk about social media and importance of it and branding and all these things all the time on the show. And the biggest thing that I get back from people is, man, you know, I say what I want to say, but it doesn't seem like it's well-received. But you've got to give that message time to find the right audience. Because what's going to happen is you're going to find you're going to come across one person who really digs what you're saying, and they're going to have their circle of people who also dig that info. So if you're a young buck and you're trying to get started on your social media, you know, remember, man, in the beginning, it's going to be slow. You're going to have, you know, you're not going to have the attention of a, of a you know, somebody – that's got four or five or a million followers, four or 500,000 or a million followers. You're going to have the attention of somebody who's got three or 400 followers, but they're going to grow. Right. You know, and um, we can cover how to grow this more organically in a different episode, but it's just fun. It's just a good point to make while you bring that up. Well, and another good point too, is that, you know, you're not just talking the talk, you're walking the walk. And as I've, as I've been pouring through all this stuff to, to edit it and do it, you know, do different things with it. Tell people you, why you're doing it. I mean, you're not just doing it for fun. Well, right. I mean, we're, we're doing uh, it for the book. We're doing it for the book. And, right. and, and, and frankly, we're doing it for multiple books because there's yeah. no way this is oh, all going to fit yeah. into one book. But uh, but the thing that really just hit me as I was doing this is I, I was like, wow, this you really are doing what you say to do because you have provided all of this stuff on the Internet in different forms, whether it's you know podcast or, or 
Facebook posts or Instagram posts for free, okay? And I think people need to remember, keep the faith, focus on providing value, because now, you know, you are. You are getting invites to come speak. You yeah. are getting paid very well to come speak. Right. And I think when people are in the thick of it, they're like, man, I can't believe I'm giving out all <laughs> Let, this stuff Let's stop for free. right there. You First know? of all, speaking, too, is a skill, all right? When right. you first start, you're going to suck. You're not going to deserve to be paid. You know, when I first started speaking, uh, you know, and, and it was around 2006, 2007 when I first really started speaking, I was terrible, terrible. And a lot of people are like, Andy, you've got this gift. No, I don't have a gift for speaking. I failed my public speaking class in college. I do not have a gift for speaking. Yeah. Well, I've got a I'm, skill for speaking that I've developed. There you go. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. No, no, no. It's not a gift, dude. I've just d been really bad for a long time to know how to de do it decent now. No, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. When you first started talking, I was like, yeah, okay, but I see what you're saying. Dude, I would have failed your public speaking class. You probably would have. No, I stuck. Yeah. Well, I would have cursed at least every other line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, it, well, you might. Well, would have yeah. gave me a big F for like no, for, for for multiple reasons. Vulgarity. Yeah. 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 So, so guys, today we're going to have a really cool show. We're going to talk about <clears throat> specifically to um, you young bucks, all right? And when, when I say young bucks, that means young entrepreneurs. And young entrepreneurs doesn't necessarily mean physical age young. It means you could be 40 and in your first day of business, all right? So when I say young buck, realize I'm not talking about your age. I'm talking about your entrepreneur age. And that's what right. we're going to talk about today. Um and bucks could also be does. Yeah, but 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 we've got tough listeners. We've got yeah. badass listeners. Yeah. I would even say we're all our, our females. They're bucks too. Yeah, you know exactly. they're badasses. So, <laughs> um, guys, we've got a real special guest here. Uh, a guy who who I've been on his on his show on his call. Um, I I look up to him even though he's younger than me. He's hustling. Uh, he's doing a lot of really cool things, and I think you guys are gonna really like hearing from this gentleman. Um, we got Nehemiah Davis in, in here. He's the author of Step Into Greatness Journal, um, speaker. I mean, what else do you do, man? You're doing all kinds of stuff. Philanthropist. Yeah. Um, understand, I listen to Andy a lot. I was just listening to the podcast, and he's always talk about adding value to people's life. And I realize as I continue to add value to others, so many people add value to me. And that's probably why I'm on this show. I can tell just from, from, just from what I know of you uh, – and, and you could notice this from watching you from the outside, even if, if we had never spoke before. But you're big, you're big on karma, man, and doing the right thing. Tell the people what you just did for Flint. Wow. Well, so I had I have a group called Boardroom Bosses where I sit down with a group of people and help them with their business, whether it's young entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and just people who want to develop personally, mentally, and as an entrepreneur. So this group of people reached out to me like, hey, Neil, we need to do something for Flint. As they know, I'm a go-getter, and I'm one who just want to get it done. Andy always talk about just go do it. Like, so many people talk about doing it, but I'm that guy. You call me, I'm going to make, make it my business to get it done. So we got a call about Flint, and I said, hey, what should we do? They said, we need to take waters down. If you're not aware with Flint, Flint's water system is poisoned, and thousands and thousands of residents have been poisoned with lead water. So our goal was to take 10,000 bottles down to Flint. And what we was able to do, not only 10,000, we took 50,000 bottles of water to Flint within the biggest storm that Philadelphia has seen this year and was able to help so many people. Um, we was able to help our people in the projects, people in nursing homes, children, and schools. And this is what we do, giving back, which adds value to other people. That's why I feel as though I constantly keep getting recognized for what we do. Yeah, man. I think, you know, there's so much to, to – 
to doing the right thing. I have yet to talk to an entrepreneur at any level who's had any level of success that doesn't believe that. Even remember when we went to New York and talked to Gary, remember what he said about doing the right thing will always be mm-hmm. the right thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I have yet to meet an entrepreneur who is successful at any level, whether it's, you know, a top level guy at, you know, the billion plus dollar mark or somebody who's, you know, <clears throat> making great strides like you are, you know, coming up through with what you're with what you're doing um, that doesn't believe in that principle. I, I just feel like when you do good and a lot of people argue this, you know, they'll, they get really like, oh, yes, yeah, just sounds like that sounds anti Andy Frisella. That sounds like too fluffy. Man, I just I've seen it too much, man. You do the good shit and the good shit happens. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. For the sake of our readers, and I, because I, I know, or excuse me, listeners, some some of you might not know how to spell Nehemiah's name and want to look you up. So I'm gonna I'm a, I'm gonna actually spell it. It's N E H E M I A H Davis D A V I S dot com, and uh, I know you're gonna tell us your story. I know you're gonna elaborate on what you do, but I, I'm sitting here lo- reading the about. Uh, you on your website, and I'm just going to give cliff, quick cliff notes if that's all right. So, so you in 2007 you founded the Nehemiah Davis Foundation, nonprofit uh, organization, and Dent Worldwide Group LLC, and you've got all sorts of businesses from junk m- removal to I'm not sure what the Neo Davis so group is, but it t-shirt might be line. a T-shirt line, and then you've got vitamins and wellness. So you're you know you're overlapping with Andy stuff, uh, but. You got a lot going on, man. And you're from Philly. Did I? I you might have said that, and I didn't. I didn't catch Philly. it. But yes, yep. yeah, that's awesome. What side of Philly? West Philadelphia, born and raised. You know, on a <laughs> playground where you spend most of your days. Oh, Will dude, Smith. little Fresh Prince. Right, right. Yeah. So, college hoops wise, who are most people die hard about with, uh, with Philly people? Because I know, I know, I know. It's a th- that whole area is big time hoops. You know, so. I'm going to go with Villanova. Villanova, and I believe they're number yeah. one. They or are number one right yeah. now. So then yeah. maybe Temple, but Villanova is yeah. pretty huge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's a good point. Vaughn is huge college basketball guy. Yeah. What's your We're favorite getting, team? Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. Okay, so I'm I'm waffling right now. I grew up a KU fan. Okay. Okay. I grew, I'm a Jayhawk. Okay. How do you but, waffle between teams? Well, because I lived in Manhattan, Kansas. You're not one which of those is guys, where, I you? lived in Manhattan, Kansas, which is where Kansas State University is, you know, and, and they were good for a couple of years when I was when I was there, but they're not so much any good anymore. So I'm I'm back to the Jayhawks. So you liked it when they were good. Uh yeah. You're one of those guys. Yeah, I'm a front runner. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, at least at least you like winning. Yeah. That's a good sign. Yeah. Huh? But but historically I'm a Jayhawk. Yeah. All right. Everybody, email in and give Vaughn shit about being a waffler <laughs> with his with his favorite team. So, Neo, man, what? Let's talk about your mission, dude. Because I think you're a pretty unique dude. I, I did your call. Tell everybody about your call and what your mission is and what you're trying to accomplish. Well, the power hour for me is like is shorten up the divide. You know, a lot of people aren't going to get to the Andy Frazellas who company makes in the excess of a hundred million. A lot of people are not even going to get to someone who makes a million. So my goal is to bring this information back to the people who I can help. A lot of these people are entrepreneurs. A lot of these people are just starting out. So I'm that guy in the center who can get get on a call with Agent Steven, who can right. get to Andy. And I will be persistent until I'm going to get to him so yeah. they can help our people. And in turn, we're helping develop entrepreneurs and leaders around the world. Right. So I think it's just important that I create the Power Hour call. The Power Hour call is ran by Jamili and I. It's every other Tuesday where we bring on a different entrepreneur to just give their expertise in their field and in turn encourage people and still get awareness about their brand to our people. I loved it when I did it. It was really cool. We got One a, of the best calls. It's, it's, it's the best one I've done. Um, 
if you guys want to call in on his call, how do they call in? Well, you can call in. I think the next call is actually tomorrow. Well, the next call is Tuesday. I'm not sure if the podcast will be airing by then. But you on Instagram, check out The Power Hour or go to thepowerhour.com and you'll get the call-in number. You could call right in and yeah, tune in. Yeah, it's cool because you get to ask questions. We yeah. answered a lot of questions. It was only an hour, man. I wish it would have went on like three hours. Yeah. Yeah, but as, uh, as a matter of fact, this particular episode will air next Tuesday. Okay. So this will be this will be time. We'll have another yeah. call on Tuesday. Yeah. So guys, yeah. the Power Hour, T H E R Power Hour H R dot com, and you could tune in Tuesday yeah. to hear who we have. I should clarify, guys, that we're saying next Tuesday. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, that would be February. Like, what would it be? Twenty eighth or something like that. Anyway. That's that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it'd be the 29th, I think. Yeah, 29th. Yeah, actually, it'd be the first. March oh yeah, 1st. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's March first. Right. So if you're listening flying. to this on March first, there's a power hour going on. Yep. Yeah. All right. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. But anyway, guys, it's a worth a call in because I, I I called in. I mean, I was in as somebody that was answering questions and being featured on it. But I mean, I spoke to a number of people who were on the call, and it's one of the, it's one of those cool um, opportunities to actually get to talk to some of these people directly. Like, I was talking to all your listeners, yep. answering mm-hmm. questions. It was it was fun, man. I mean, I had a really good time. It's one of the more fun things I've done uh, in the last, you know, six months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, dude, thanks for having me on no, that. No, thank you for having me. The geek in me wants to know what technology you use to do that. Is it Zoom? No, we actually use freeconferencingcall.com. Freeconferencingcall.com. Yeah, it's, it's real right. simple. And All again, right. quick shout out. I do want to just thank Agent Steven for actually setting me up with Andy. Yeah, Understa- Steve Mayer, good buddy yeah, of mine. Yeah. Understand that be, becoming successful is a result of who you surround yourself with. So I went to lunch with Steve. We built right. a friendship. He said, hey, you got to get with my buddy Andy. But again, yeah. if that relationship wasn't built, it wouldn't be possible. So right. thanks a lot, Steve. Right. Right. So let's say, man, you're a young entrepreneur. You're a young entrepreneur, okay? You're, and, and let's clarify this. You know, entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. You know, everybody right now, it is a popular thing. People are looking at it as an option, and as they should. But- it might not be for you. And and when when I talk about the sacrifice and the hours put in and the time put in, some people, they, they uh, you know, I've gotten a couple comments in the last week or so where they're like, man, the average guy is never going to be able to do that. Well, this being an entrepreneur is not for the average guy, okay? Um, a lot of people have misconceptions, especially when they're starting out, that, you know, things like, in three years, I'm going to be a millionaire. And you you very well could be, but it's unlikely, all right? Uh you know, I'm going to have much more free time. I'm going to be my own boss. Those things are all myths, okay? And you guys have to understand those things as a young man or woman considering entrepreneurship because you don't get to make your own hours. You have far less freedom, and you don't get to be your own boss because ultimately the customers are your boss, Mm -hmm. and you have to understand that concept. So if you're a young dude, you know, and you can hop in here, you know, as a young man trying to build a business and build a brand for yourself, I mean, what have you found to be the most challenging aspects? Uh, because I feel like you're in your past, like the beginner stage, mm. and and you're you're in that like middle stage where it's really fun. And like mm. I can see you growing by the day. Um, your 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 message is growing by the day. It's it's gathering momentum by the day. And uh, you know, I feel like you're in a really good place. I mean, what what are your thoughts for the guy who's who's maybe thinking like, hey, this is the path for me, but not sure exactly what it's going to take or how he's going to do it. Well, first thing, whatever you're going to do, whether it's entrepreneurship, job, you got to be consistent. 
A lot of these people want to hop in the game of entrepreneurship. They get punched one time in the face, they they out the game forever. That's right. You have to get in this game and give it everything you got every single day or you're not going to make it. And that's across any business. Right. Similar to yourself. It took you seven years, I think, to make profit. That's right. But most people would have quit after that day of making seven bucks. I'm done. Right. So first thing is find out what you do and make sure you love it. I feel like people get into something because – they think there's money a, in it. There's money in it right. because Tyler's doing it. So right. I want to go get in it because Tyler's making money. That's his passion. That's right. his dream. Right. Find out what you're passionate about. I think that's the number one key to becoming successful. Do something you love because it doesn't feel like work. Right. Every day we wake up and do what we love. It's not work when I'm helping people. It's not work when I'm selling books or signing books. I love it. So my first rule was find your passion. Secondly, stay consistent after and stay passionate after it runs out. Right. Like you said, endure the test days. You talked about test days. Right. I feel as though you got to endure them and you got to go fight when you don't want to go to the gym. You know your butt still need to do it. So right. endure the test days. Yeah, man. There's so much truth to that. you know. And a lot of people, when you hear the term or the phrase, do what you're passionate about, they hear like, they, they hear the wrong message. They hear like, well, I like to play Call of Duty, you know? Well, I mean, shit, man, you know, I guess there's some people that probably get paid to play Call of Duty, but the reality is, you know, you, you have to find what you enjoy doing and it might not, you're not going to, even no matter if you enjoy it a million percent right now, there's going to be days when you don't enjoy it. There's going to be, and that's why it's important to follow that because the natural, your natural propensity to like that thing or enjoy doing that will carry you through those days you don't feel like doing it. It'll carry you through that time when you are not getting paid. It'll carry you through the time when everybody tells you that you're crazy for following what it is that you want to do. And so, you know, following your passion not only is important in the beginning, it's important because for you to become a real expert at something, it's going to take that sort of interest to, to develop that that talent, you know, or that skill. 10,000 hours. Too. Right, exactly. And dude, 8,000 of those hours are going to, are going to be hard, you know, and you're going to have to have something that carries you through besides money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will pick, like you said, something that Tyler wants to do or what Vaughn's good at because they see them successful. But what you don't realize is, is that that person is probably very passionate about that at some level that you may not be. Mm-hmm. And that meet that gives them a tremendous advantage. So, mm-hmm. A lot of people will disagree with the passion thing, and they'll say, well, my passion is money. No. You've got to be passionate at providing a skill, at providing a service, at solving a problem. You know, I always use the butterflies, like somebody who's passionate about butterflies, right? Right. right. All right. Let's talk about this. How do you turn a business out of butterflies? Well, let's see. You 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 start researching butterflies. You, uh, you come out with a butterfly sleeping bag, a butterfly um, snuggie. You come out with the butterfly water bottle, and you find these other groups of people who who uh, are passionate about butterflies, right? And then all of a sudden, you go from like this dude who's weird who likes butterflies to this dude who's got a website that's selling butterfly snuggies and butterfly cup holders and that's and boy. butterfly books, right? And then all of a sudden, you start making money, and then all of a sudden, uh, there's some kind of outbreak that happens with these endangered butterflies and who do they call they call the motherfucking butterfly boss which is you right. because you followed your passion and developed something around this and then all of a sudden your sales go crazy you come out with 20 other products boom 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 and i know that sounds like people are like dude you're just making this shit up and i am but that is how it works right. that's a very simple way of how you could take something that is 
not really business oriented and turn it into something. Right. So you guys have both both been talking about, obviously, Andy, you just got finished up talking about passion, but but Nehemiah, you talked about being consistent, actually doing the work. But one of the things Andy says a lot, and I, you know, I'm fairly convinced that you would agree with this, is that for true entrepreneurs, it's in their DNA. Like they're born that way. And they, yeah, they're 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 responsible for developing it and nurturing it and cultivating the skill, but it's in their DNA. So I'm I'm curious. Rewind for a little bit and just tell us, like, how did you get started in life? What's your well, story? Like, what what were the first signs where that you know you were gonna kill it in business? Right. Well, again, named Nehemiah Davis. Now I'm a 28 year old entrepreneur, author, philanthropist. But again, it didn't start like this. You gotta understand, guys. I'm from the hood, so like I came bottom basement. Dad been in jail since I was two because he got murdered. So I was raised by my mom and grandma. And typically. When you're from the hood, you don't make it out. That's number one. Hmm. You either get, you die or go to jail or live a life that's normal. Um, when I say average, I don't want to say normal, but I feel as though you're a direct result of who you hang around you as well as what, what you, you see. You become what you were brought up in. Yep. Right. So me growing up, my mom's objective was, yo, I'm going to expose my son to as much stuff as possible. Like, if some of the other kids could go skiing, I want to make sure my son could go skiing. If these other kids can go to good schools, I'm going to make sure he could go to good schools. So growing up, my mom put me in the best high school. Um, and at this time, I'm again, I'm from the hood. I had the opportunity to go to – I was the minority at this school. Got to go to my friend's house. They got pool houses, horses, four-wheelers. So one of my favorite quotes is from Oliver Wendell Holmes. Once your mind is expanded to a new idea or concept, it can never go back to its original way of thinking. So at that time, wow. to me – I can't go back. I seen this lifestyle like, hey, I can have a mansion. I can have these cars. I could have businesses. But right. at that time, I was still young in my mindset. So I continued on. Got kicked out of that school. Uh, was Went to a new school, which was better for me. Uh, met my mentor, who to this day still assists me with everything I do. From that point on, I went to college. I guess you could guess what happened to me there. I got kicked out of there <laughs> as well. But from all that time... Um, I always like to tell people, like, your current situation is not your final destination. I don't care what happened in your past. You could get better, me mm -hmm. case in point. So I went to college, got kicked out, and at this time, I decided to work my very last job. Mind you guys, I've been fired from nine jobs to that point. This became my temp, which was the Atlantic Aviation. I was just talking with Tyler about flying private jets, and this job was my best because it really brought me back to my favorite quote, once your mind is expanded. So I had the opportunity to get on Donald Trump plane, got on this plane, all white carpet, 14 karat gold around the whole thing. I think it was a 737 converted for just him and his family. Seeing Bill Gates get off his plane, um, just him, mm -hmm. 232 mm -hmm. passenger plane, just him. Been on the owner of the Cowboys planes, T.D. Jakes. But some of these people came from nothing. They came from how I grew up. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, still to this day, I'm getting a jet. I study jets. I study these things that I want because I know one day I'm going to have it. So fast forward, after I got fired from that job, I started my first business, which was a fruit truck. A lot of people make fun of me. Yep, I used to sell fresh fruit and produce on the side of the road. But again, I told my mom always used to tell which me, is, don't which despise is small hustle. beginnings. It's yeah. ultimate yeah. hustle. Yeah. If you've ever seen somebody sell fruit mm -hmm. on the side of the road, they're hustling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're hustling. Mm -hmm. And my mom always used to say, don't despise small beginnings. Because, like you said, you started $7 on the first day and didn't make it for seven years. That's to after where I failed six other businesses. <laughs> right. So, yeah. case in point, that business did eventually get shut down. But that gave me my entrepreneur tick. Like, yo, I could go out here and make it. And I haven't looked back then. Eight years later, I'm still running businesses. A lot of them have, uh, not a lot, but a couple of them have failed. 
But the thing is, I'm still learning. Now I'm an author, entrepreneur. I have a vitamin mm-hmm. store, so it's kind of, yeah. it's not necessarily supplements, but holistic supplements right. for senior citizens and people who care about holistic right. health. I um, got that for my mom, so I was able to retire my mom and give her the opportunity to do what she loves, as well as now I get to travel around the world, speak, be an author, and try to start businesses and see what's going to actually right. <laughs> going to take there off. There seems to be a little theme here, though. You're yeah. getting fired from jobs. You're yeah. getting kicked out of school. So would you say in order for you to have any success whatsoever, you would have to work for yourself? No, I, I think you can have success. And no, work. I'm talking about your situation. For me, yeah, I have to work for myself. Yeah. It just wasn't. I don't mind listening to people, but all that time I was rebellious. I mean, I grew up, I didn't have a father. I'm not using that for an excuse, but right. I never had somebody to tell me, you need to do this, you need to do that. So I commend people with that. So yeah, I yeah, always wish you, I had You took that. something that, that a lot of people will hide behind yeah. as an excuse and use it to your advantage. Exactly. And that's a key yep. for, for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. That's something you will find that is a character of all entrepreneurs. They are excellent, excellent, excellent at taking things that normal people would see as a uh, a negative that they would hide behind as an excuse and taking that and making it an advantage, which is exactly what you've done. And mm-hmm. on one of your podcasts, you say learn from your setbacks and use them for your advantage. Right. As well as every blessing sometimes is given to you in a lesson. My dad been out my life, but if he was here, I might have been doing criminal activities like he was doing. Right. So he don't supposed to be here for me to be who for me to become who I supposed to be. Right. So mm-hmm. right, man. Mm-hmm. Dude. I love it. I'm I'm in awe. Yeah, I, 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 I love seriously it. like. Well, here's the <laughs> cool thing, and and this is what I really like about Neo Man is that he's he's bridging the gap between people and and, and b- b- almost between uh, <clears throat> people like his upbringing. You're committed to bridging that gap between that socio and economic class and. And the, and the successful class. Yep. I feel like you're really committed mm-hmm. to that. Um, I really noticed that when I was on the call. I thought that was really cool because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't think anybody else is really doing that. Yeah. Um, right. You know, you're trying to take the lessons you've learned and the, and the expansions that you've seen and you're committed to bringing that value back to other people. And, yeah. we, you know, let's turn this into a business adding value lesson, right? Because I know you get the adding value thing. Yeah. But for you guys listening – so he's bringing value to these people who, and they're eventually end up following him. And whatever business he ends up in, guess who's going to be spreading the good word of Nehemiah Davis and be supporting Nehemiah Davis when he's doing these things and putting these things in their minds for free? Mm-hmm. Because, and I don't think he's intentionally saying, it's not a manipulation, like, hey, I'm doing this just to make money on the long term, but that's what will end up happening. And, and dude, as far as like you having a private jet, man, I don't have any doubts about it. I recognize the hustle when I see it. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Listen, I'm going to be flying with you one day, man. Hey, yeah, I, man. that's my goal too, man, a G650. So, Ooh. yeah. Yo, that's my – I want a G650, yeah. man. It's crazy. I, I got on Mark Cuban, G650, the boy had the PlayStation in the bathroom. Yeah, there you this go, man. six years ago. This yeah. one, G650, just came right, out. Right, right. So, yeah, you know what's cool about I those jets is that <clears throat> they're – they actually appreciate. Okay. So when you buy that, when you buy one new, that. they're like fifteen million dollars cheaper if you mm-hmm. buy it new wow. than if you buy because the demand's so high for them. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you a question. So you said that most people who grew up in the hood don't get out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me see if I can phrase this question right. What are what are some of the the obstacles to getting out of that situation that you actually think mirror the same obstacles that the starting entrepreneur endures? 
or experiences. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I, I really think exposure. I mean, you know, I think mentorship is huge, even with business. Like, if you want to be the best in supplements, I'm going to come to him and I'm going to come to Andy and try to learn what he knows to try to assist what I'm doing. Same right. thing with getting out of the hood. You have to see something else. You got to see it's more. Most kids don't see it's more. They only mm -hmm. see what's on TV or they only see what's on their next door neighbor. Like right. I'm in West Philly, just say. I made some kids never go to North Philly. They never go downtown. Mm -hmm. So their whole life is sheltered but not being exposed. That's why my goal is to expose kids. That's why my goal is to build that bridge for the entrepreneur, entrepreneur to people like Andy, people like Steve, because they got to know it's really people out here that's doing it and it's tangible for us to touch them. Like you, they were able to ask Andy a question. How often are you going to be able to ask someone who runs a, a company worth a hundred million? You're not, most right. people can't, right. but we're trying to make that possible to encourage them to start their business and follow their own dream. There's I a good it. book on what, what you're asking and what you guys are talking about called the, the Third Circle Theory. You guys have heard me talk about it, but it's good at understanding, helping people understand why they are where they are and how they got there. Because I agree with you 100%. If you don't see it and you're not around, if you had not gone to that school and seen all the other kids with four-wheelers and, and big houses and shit, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. No way. Because mm -hmm. most people, that's why that saying success breeds success it's not about the money flowing from one generation to another to another, which I always thought. What it is is that your your attitude and your limits and your exposure and what you believe is possible is taught to these mm -hmm. kids by generation to generation. And I think, you know, and, and if you disagree, tell me. But I think that, you know, a lot of the people who are growing up in poor situations or in the ghetto or in, you know, the hood – whatever you want to call it, they're broke. They don't have any fucking thing to look forward to. They're going to look around and they're going to say, well, look, my dad's in jail. My uncle's a piece of shit. You know, my, my aunt, she's on drugs. Everybody's poor that I'm supposed to be poor. Mm -hmm. And, and then what they see on TV, they see, you know, Nelly or they see whatever. And they say, okay, the only way I could do this is to become this, or that's for other people. Or celebrities, or it's not for me, right? Or sports, and mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's just you can't expect people that are at that level. And, and and I'm guilty of saying, hey, anybody can achieve this, and I believe that. But first, the exposure has to happen, and you have to understand that it's a reality. And for that to happen with someone, they have to first expand their mind to see limits outside of what they necessarily might have been brought up in, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I agree with you 100%, man, and it, and I I really, truly admire the mission you're on in that regard because I think it's a noble mission, man. Noble. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, just you even taking our calls and giving us the opportunity to oh, just dude. come and kick it and learn. Yeah, so. I I would love to get more involved because yeah. I think it's important. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, so Neo's points for success are be consistent, be exposed to somebody who is already you're going to have to work to expose yourself. Right, you're going to have yeah. to See, work. I talk to I talk to people all the time and they think I'm full of shit. But I sit on DuPont Registry and eBay every night looking at and 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 uh, I got this little app called a uh, um hold on, I forgot what it's called. I got to look it up. Because I'm in I I want a jet, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have the controller app? No. All right, dude, controller app. This is like this is like this is like pornography for jet airplanes. All right? You're going to look in here and it lets you look at all the shit for sale, right? So here we're going to look at Gulfstream, uh, you know, G650, extended range, 
62.5 million, you know? Like, but I do that, okay? Mm -hmm. And the reason I do that is to expand. I can't afford that right now, but one day I'm going to afford it. Right. You know? And you have to force yourself and create a habit of expanding your limitations of what you look at financially as you can afford. I've done it my whole life, man, and it's worked out all right. I believe in it, you know? And and nobody's going to come to you if you're a young man or young woman trying to get started and you're thinking with, with limitation right now and, and break those limits, that's for you to do. And you're going to have to work to expand those things. And that's why people say, Oh, you are the sum of the five people you hang around. That's why it's important to be purposeful with selecting who those five people are and who you let in your circle and who you look up to. Because if you just go with the flow, you're going to end up like the flow, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it is amazing though when you start exposing yourself to you know those goals that you want, how quickly you start changing even the tiniest little habit. Law of attraction. Yeah, man. It's, it's real. It's <laughs> it, it, it's it's a lot of things that come together. Um, you know, when you I've heard of co- a lot of companies are now actually employing a a person to help people set their goals, and we're getting ready to do this too, to actually work with the individual employees to help them define what their future is. Because if you ask people what their goals are, a lot of them will say this, they'll say things like this. My goal is a nicer car and, you know, maybe a, maybe a a little bit nicer house. And those aren't really goals. That's not specific enough. And that's not inspiring Mm -hmm. enough to actually create more action so that you move forward towards that. So a lot of companies are starting to employ like a goal director for their, which I think is genius for their employees to help them to, define a picture of for themselves because most people just don't do it you know mm-hmm. they think about what i'm going to be doing this weekend not what am i going to be doing 10 years from now yeah um well while you're on that topic it seems like a good time to reference uh, your book yeah. which is the step into greatness journal you guys have been talking about expanding or you know knocking out your limitations and you've been quoting things and and obviously it's clear to me that you believe that a huge part of success is changing the way you think and and you know overhauling your your mental toughness so tell us about your book yeah changing the way you think Vaughn. like you said it's imperative to growing and becoming who you want to be um we created the step in the greatness journal about seven years ago literally through all the books i wrote in like Mm -hmm. i'm big on affirmations i'm big on writing your goals down. always tell people if you don't write your goals down they're not real i'm not going to say they're not real but Mm-hmm. I look at goals like having a GPS. If you don't plug them in, how will you ever get there? So yeah. we created this book to help people with affirmations, effective goal setting. Fade, we have something called Fade 5. Who are the five people you hang around the most? Yeah. Affirmations, are you saying things like, I-, I will win, I will get that G6? Are you encouraging yourself? Because in this day and age, man, the world will have you looking crazy or mm-hmm. thinking you're crazy mm-hmm. For thinking this way, but most people don't think this way, so I know it's important. So we created this book really to help people. We created this book to help people become the best that they can be yeah. through effective goal setting, affirmations, and realizing who you're hanging around. Yeah, That's and guys, it. we'll put a we'll put a link on the uh, on the episode page uh, website. Uh, so it's a manual. So it's, it's a, a manual. Man- yeah, three manual. parts. It's, it's cool. a manual to help people get on track. Yep. Period. Yep. Yeah, I think that's cool because there's not much. There's there's a lot of things out there that are like preachy. And they, they, you know, and, you know, that's how I do it. You know, I'm like, hey, you should be doing this, this, this. Yeah. But there's not a lot of things out there that give somebody a practical guideline. Yep. And that's what you've done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Like, we created, hey, write down 100 goals. It seems big, but even Andy, he got new goals. I want a jet. I want this. I want that. Like, you can never reach all your goals. I don't care who you are if you're ambitious. I heard you say 
three people in the world. We got Bill Gates, I think, Warren Buffett, and Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs isn't here, but these guys still have goals. Yeah. They're trying to change the world. Yeah. So they're still writing their goals. Yeah. They're still trying to achieve them. Yeah. So goals is something that everyone must write down and go after them. That's the only way yeah. you're going to get it done. Yeah. I always define goals, success as fulfillment of your potential. You know, and guess what happens? Your potential is always expanding when you learn more and you achieve your goals, which ultimately means that you cannot ever truly become successful, quote unquote. But if you think about and, and a lot of people get mad about that. They're like, well, Andy, well, if you could never become successful, then what's the point? Well, the point is, is that if you adopt the mindset of always contributing and expanding and, and, and uh, being consistent and committed to fulfilling your potential, you're going to lead a fucking awesome life. Mm -hmm. You're going to achieve tremendous financial goals, tremendous interpersonal goals, tremendous, you know, family goals. All those goals are going to be just so far past what anybody else was. And as long as you could pull back and appreciate as you go the journey, that's, I mean, what more do you want? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And success isn't, I don't think, I, I don't, I think people develop this thing of, this target of success, right? And 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 they think like it's this place. And once they get there, everything's going to be cool, and I can kick mm -hmm. my feet up and just chill. But that's not the. You're missing the point. The success is in the process. The success mm -hmm. is in the growth. The and the success is in the, the the relationships that you make along the way. Just like you and I getting to become friends, or, or or anybody that we meet, and 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 developing and growing in that way. And and you, you know you tell you talk to people about this. They're like, yeah, that's easy for you to say because you drive a fucking Rolls Royce. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I didn't always try a Rolls Royce. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. I've been following this plan of what I'm talking about. And and what the, the and the cool thing about this is is that you know, the further along you get down that path, the further you realize shit like that doesn't matter anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It is about the handshakes and the relationships and the fun shit, the dinners that you get to meet, mm -hmm. you know, like you dinner with Steve or whatever. Yeah. You know, those kind of things are become the things, you know? Mm -hmm. And and then because you've built financial success you get to help all kinds of people and do kinds of cool shit. You know, I, right. it's just so, it's such a deep thought and it's so hard for people to wrap their brain around as, as to what it is when you're in the beginning, you know, when you're at the bottom of Mount Everest and you're looking up and you're like, I just want to get to the top. And once I'm at the top, I'm at the top, but you, <laughs> there's no top. Yeah, There is no top. Yeah. That's the thing. There's no top. I love the fact that you've you've said so many good things over the last year that you've probably forgotten that you said this. But at one point, Andy, you said that you really need to think of success as always in the present tense. So you might have been successful, but if you're not doing anything today, active today, you right. are not successful. That's it. Every day is it's, a win. It's it's a and it's you, always you stack, a present that's tense right. thing. You stack enough wins together, and not like all the shit that you think is success just happens. Right. You know what I mean? So success is not a thing it's it's today it's mm -hmm. did you win today you know that's right. how i that's how i think of it for myself no i agree you, you know right I, I mean did you go to the gym did you do your homework you know and your homework might be you know like you're sitting here taking notes you know right. your homework might be taking notes and, and learning and expanding did you read you know it might be reading 20 pages of a new book or right. a chapter of a new book you know did you do something to expand did you spend your hour on ebay looking at nice shit you know, right. that's right. an important part that people don't do. They say, do you really do that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Ask my wife. It annoys the shit out of her because, like, <laughs> I'm in a zone. I can't hear anything. Yeah, you totally stole my thunder, though, because what, what I was going to say is when I walked in here, the very first indication to me that, oh, man, this guy, he's got it together, is that you brought a, you brought a notebook. And well, I, I, knew, I knew Dude, the minute, I, knew the minute the whole I saw time. you've been you've been taking notes the whole time, which goes back to what you say, Andy, about being a learner. I've never sat in a podcast. Wanting to I've never done a podcast with someone where they're actually taking notes as we do the podcast. Right. Like you literally, and we've had some heavy hitters in yeah. here, but you literally are cool. the first person. So that's that speaks volumes. And yeah, I'm about huge. learning. And the yeah. funny thing y'all said, a lot of people want to win, but they set these big goals. Like I want to get a Bentley right away. I understand it might take me three, four cars before I get to that Bentley, but we got to celebrate the small wins. Like right. me coming here today, this is a win for me. Me hanging with my mentor, ET, that's a win. And eventually right. these things continue to build up, like Andy said, and they become a big win. Right. But I think for the listeners, man, focus on the small wins. Stop trying to just hit everything out of the ballpark. Right. Some things you got to do one at a time. Right. There's levels, like my mentor tell me, one level at a time. That's right. right. There is levels. Yeah. So tell us just in practical terms, I mean, what were some of the obstacles that, that you overcame in terms of your businesses? Like, Or even to go more fundamental than that, how did you determine you wanted to do a fruit stand or you know waste removal or you know whatever? Well, for me, fruit truck, uh, I used to always take a funny story. I used to take my grandma all the time to get a fruit truck. And this guy was like, he was talking about how well he did in the fruit truck. Um, I'm like, how hard is it to do this? And I just wanted to have a business. So I started mm-hmm. that. He told me, you need X, Y, Z to get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my first struggles was I was like, Mom, I need you to go down here and get all my paperwork. And my mom told me no. But that no might have been the best thing I ever got because I was able to go down there and get it all on my own. Hmm. Now I could now implement that. Yeah, I know how to right. do it, and I could teach someone else how to do it. So mm-hmm. one of my first things was just going and go get it done. Like right. most people, we keep talking about getting it done. Go get it done. Right. Like it, nothing work but work. Like right. it ain't going to work itself. <laughs> so that's one thing I would say. Just out curious, was this in West Philly? West Philly, yeah. Okay, yeah. Were, you, were you mocked? Were you mocked? Would, were, I mean, mean, did people laugh at you? Did oh, you, yeah, I think yeah. some people laughed at me, some friends Funny, I get friends now call, hey, Nee, I want to sit down and talk about my business. I've been trying to tell you to get in this game. <laughs> this seven years ago, like, when I started, it's all fun and games. Like, you're a goofball. Right. trying, You're selling fruit. But now I'm doing right. a little better. Now you want to sit down with me. Now I don't necessarily – I don't have the time to sit down with everyone because right. I've been trying to give you these tools. Right. But you don't want to listen to me. Yeah. So I interrupted you, but go go ahead. And you, you started to say about developing the fruit truck business. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Which and, you had no experience in, correct? No, you just no, You just fucking did it. I had no experience it. in nothing. You just did it. Right. So – and that's the thing which, again, I don't like to call myself special or anything. But I never had anyone positive to look up to. I never had a mentor till I turned 21. Mm-hmm. So I never knew. I just went out there and tried it and just right. did it. So I feel as though like social media, I think Andy said, yo, our business would have been a lot further if social media was created in 2001. If I had a mentor since I was 15, I probably would be a millionaire right now. But I didn't have that. So I had to learn on my own. And now I'm developing friendships and more mentors. So find yourself a mentor. That's an mm-hmm. obstacle. That'll save you tons of time, tons of money, and it's the quickest way for you to learn. Get yourself a mentor mm-hmm. and not just see how you can be of assistance to them. It's not just a take thing. Like, yeah. let me pick your brain. No, yeah. how can I assist you? Yeah. Can I serve you? Like, I'm big on service. I understand the importance of serving people. So mm-hmm. one, of my, one of my problems was not having a mentor. So mm-hmm. get yourself a mentor and go out there and make it happen yeah. on your own. Stop waiting for people to start now. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm like I said. I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. This is awesome. So, 
Well, I mean, you went from the fruit truck to uh, dump removal or yeah. junk, Ju- remo- we, junk, we, junk we, removal. Went to regular okay. commercial cleaning. Yeah. And I kind of, I was talking to Tyler about passion. Like when I stopped yeah. feeling passionate about something, I, passionate, I got to stop doing it. So we transferred from, tra- I mean, from cleaning toilets to actually doing junk removal mm-hmm. slash demolition. Mm-hmm. So we was able to, to do okay with demolition and junk removal where yeah. I go in people's homes, remove their trash. I'm like, you get to tell me. You're going to pay me to get rid of this stuff. And once I take their trash, I go sell it at our other spot. So I had the opportunity to do that as well as now I'm just in multiple different fields, such as having the vitamin store. I'm a co-inventor or something that we'll be releasing later this year. So honestly, I'm just up. I'm up at bat trying to hit it out the thing. Period. You know, uh, we talk about the people today. Everybody's talking about a hustle. I'm a hustler. Right. This dude's a hustler. Right. Hustle is not. You work 41.7 hours a week. Hustle is you work from the time you wake up to the time, to you, the time you go to sleep. Yeah. And you're committed at all times. When I say work, I don't mean dig a ditch for 20 hours a day. I mean you do your work, your regular work, your income work. Yeah. And then after you're done making the work that you need to survive, you start working on what it is that you're going to do later. Mm-hmm. And that could be an investment in reading. It could be a phone call. It could be emails. But this dude's a hustler. Mm-hmm. All right, so everybody out there who say, oh, I'm hustling because I worked fucking Saturday, fuck you. You're not hustling. Hustle is a seven-day-a-week, 52 fucking weeks a year deal. That's what's going on. That's why this dude is going to have mm-hmm. a G650. You know what I mean? We're a part <laughs> next to each other, isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, another thing I always tell people, you know, a lot of my mentors, people, you, you should only do one thing. I get that, but... Since I got fired, I had to do multiple things mm-hmm. to survive. So, mm-hmm. But as you're getting started, I would say focus on that one thing for the people who are just starting. I know most right. callers on here are advanced, but focus on that one thing, then expand and just keep trying to go until you figure out what's going to take you to the next level. Like Andy was, said, he failed six businesses. Did, I failed several. Yeah. Did you have to have to come up with capital to like buy the truck? And yeah, how, I did. How that I, I had the job, so okay. I was saving money. I was saving money while I worked at the private okay. airport. So I was saving money. And I guess maybe for that reason. I yeah. didn't even know I was saving it for a business. But yeah. I started doing the research and the paperwork while I still had my job. So once he fired yeah. me, I'm like, cool. Let's, that was my thing to get started. Most people never go full-time entrepreneur because they're that crutch of their job. Yeah. I said in my mind, like, I'm never going back to corporate America or going to go work for somebody. Right. And I haven't right. turned back since. So, Nehemiah, I think you're wise beyond your years and – there's there's always like a uh, it cuts both ways sometimes when people listen to other people who are really killing it. So on the one hand, I'm sure there are people who are listening to this going, "Man, that's that's awesome. That's really inspiring. I know I can do this too." But you know, I'm thinking about the older guys, guys my age, like in their 40s, okay? And they're listening to you and they're going, "Man, I wish I would have been like that when I was 21 or even 28." Uh, what do you say to those guys? I'll say it's not too late, first off. Start now. Like in our next book I'm working on is called Start Now. Like wherever you are in your life, get started. It's never too late because um, you don't want to live in regret. You don't want to have to say, my biggest fear growing my biggest fear to this day is I don't want to look back 20 years and be like, yo, back in the day, I was the man. Like, no, I want to still be that man. Right, like right. back in the day, I was doing well at 28, but now right. I'm 35. I'm a multimillionaire doing X, Y, Z. So I, I want to keep progressing. So I would say, mm-hmm. You know, don't focus, don't beat yourself up too much on the years you miss. Get started right now because it's never too late. Colonel Sanders, I don't think he started KFC till he was 65. Yeah. Don't quote me, 
but it's never too late no, to agree. get started where you are. That's a good word. Um, so this is a very weird analogy, but uh, you know, we all know people who have who have been like addicted to alcohol and stuff. And one of the things that they always say is they always say that one day in recovery is is still or, or the worst day in recovery is still better than the best day in addiction. And mm. I think I, what I after he- hearing you speak, what I would say is. The worst day of killing it is still better than a lifetime of not doing anything. Ooh, that's you know? hard. Yes, I mean that's it's big. it's. So I that's what I I just tell people just st- I like I like what you're saying is start, and the moment you start killing it, it's gonna make up for it. Yeah, well, you and know? that momentum, man. I think momentum. Once momentum kick in, you just gonna you gonna want to knock down walls. Like right. when you get them small wins, that that's gonna be once you to get that big one. It's gonna keep propelling you to move forward. So every day, I operate off of small wins. Like I said, this is a win to me. Like I'm yeah. here learning, growing on a podcast with you two. I mean, with Tyler, all three of you guys, and I'm just learning and growing. So this is a win. I'm gonna go home tomorrow, focus right. on more, more, yeah. more, more. So wherever you are, start now and just focus and just grind and kick butt every single day because there's no excuses to not becoming who you want to be. Right. Like you're the only person in your way. Right. Okay. And you're so the only one that's got to pay that price if you don't. Yeah. True. You know, no one else gonna shed a tear for you. Yeah. They're gonna, you know, oh, I could have been this. No one cares, man. You're the only one that's got to pay that price. And and you know if you're an old, if you're if you're 40 years old you're 50 years old and you're like man I'm not where I wanted to be this isn't worked out how I thought it wanted to be dude you're a young buck entrepreneur let's fucking get it yeah. you know right. they said when's the best time to plant a tree Vaughn <laughs> yesterday 20 years ago or 20 years ago when's yeah, the yeah. second best time now now yeah you know yeah that's a good that's a good point so uh, let's just take a second why don't you share your social media contacts all your all your relevant information so that people can get a hold of you. Social media is Neo Deviso, which is N-E-O-D-A-V-I-S-O, and that's on Instagram. I'm trying to change that to my name, which is Nehemiah Davis. It's kind of long, but I just got on Snapchat, guys, so follow me on there. That's Nehemiah Davis, N-E-H-E-M-I-A-H, Davis, D-A-V-I-S, as well as please support my book, NehemiahDavis.com, and you know, stay tuned for up-and-coming conferences we have around the country. Dude. Listen, man, I, I, I'm i good with people. You know what, Vaughn, you know I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I meet people, I can see where they're going, I see what they're doing, and, and you guys need to be following this guy now because 10 years from now, 15 years from now, he's going to be the Tony Robbins type of dude out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is the next generation of that. Of the, And, of course, I want to be right there with you. But mm-hmm. the point is, is, dude, this guy's got it. He's got the, he's got the skills. He's got the hustle. And – uh if you guys aren't following, you're one of my favorite follows. If that says anything, it. Uh, so it means a great deal. And I post a lot, so I no, the positivity, happy you still dude. Follow the me. positivity. You know, I'm not always positive. You right. know, I, I'm, and I think that's the appeal. Like people are like, dude, you're real. Yeah. You know, and I'm not always. My messages are positive, but my way of going about it is sometimes a little bit. You know, it comes from a dark place, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not afraid to admit that I've got that dark place inside me that brings that fucking fire. And, and brings that fury and intensity that people uh, people are attracted to it because I think a lot of people have it and they try to suppress it. But dude, what I like about your message is that it can help bring it can help bring that light when when you're kind of in that place. You know what I mean? It brings a good perspective. So I I, am, I really that. enjoy it because Thank it's you so much. It's complimentary um, in a different way to the same sort of messages that that, that a lot of guys are putting out. Um, but you know, it just helps you see that the good side. I like that. I appreciate it. You know, that. and it's not just a, it's not fucking words either. It's his actions, you know, him look, getting a truck loaded to go to, a lot of people talk about stuff. They talk. I'm going to do good. 
This dude does good. You know, what's the thing you're doing now? Tell them about the, uh, the ski, ski trip. trip. We're about to take 100 inner city youth kids skiing. Like I said, exposure is key. Like, they don't know right. skiing is a sport. Like, one of these kids you, might become an x for sponsors for that? Yeah, we're looking for sponsors. What's it Our take goal, to sponsor? It's $80 a kid or 75 at the lowest a kid, and we're trying to take 100 kids fully paid for a luxury bus, uh, free food, free skiing lessons. So what's the whole trip lessons. cost? It's 7500 How much do you have trip. covered so far? We got about, I would say, we probably got... 20 sponsors so far. The trip is 3-6, so we're taking on March, which I'm called. We still got some ways to go, yeah. so we well, here, it up. I'll, I'll do this for you. I'll cover the rest of the trip for you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, dude, that... Dang. Yeah, man. I mean, dude, it's the right thing to do. Wow. Like, you you go, you do your thing, you know. Um, I don't want you to worry about if these kids aren't going to be able to go. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm in a place where I can do that, and, wow. and you're you're going to go do it. So, wow. um, I'll Small do that Small win. You. That's a big yeah. win. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, you know, man. Dude, it, it, shout out to Andy, man. No, man, it's wow. look, man, it's the well, right but, thing to but, do. But it was earned. Yeah. I mean, your hustle earned that. I mean, not no. to take away from your no, 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 it was Andy, earned. But, no, but it was right. earned. Your your hustle earned that. So, so, I mean, I I really want to direct people as often as I can to your website. Mm. So, if if in the future they want to do something to support your foundation, is nehemiahdavisfoundation.org. same okay. as my regular website okay. nehemiahdavis.com, but my Regular org is nehemiahdavisfoundation.org. You can see all the work we do. Currently, to this day, we have four free programs every Saturday. Martial arts. Martial arts. We teach kids how to play guitar, Spanish lessons in the art class. And we do all these things to expose them, to show them, yo, this is possible. Later in the year, we want to take 10 to 15 kids abroad and just expose them and immerse them into what's possible for their life. Mm -hmm. So nehemiahdavisfoundation.org and everything counts. Thank you so much, Andy, for oh, that man. donation. No, thank you, dude. There should be, if there was more, if there was, if there was more people like you, the world would be a better place, man. Absolutely. That. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well. So let's. I mean, we still got some ways to go, though, for yeah. these young guys. We've covered yeah. a lot of shit. A lot of these young guys right now, they're probably like, "Well, you guys are talking about all kinds of shit," you know. <laughs> so what have we covered so far, Vaughn? We've talked about being consistent. Yeah, we talked right. about being committed, consistent. being committed to the committed. plan, passionate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. we talked about being a learner. We talked about uh, you said exposure, and I think I think for me that's the biggest takeaway of Dude, what you said think, so far. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. No matter who you are listening right now, you have to actively expose yourself to bigger mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. If you never do that, you will never you'll never win on a big scale. It's just there's no way you can. Yeah. And I would greatly recommend that third circle theory book. A mm -hmm. lot a lot of people see this book advertised on Instagram uh, and they don't really know what it is. It's a it's a self-awareness book, okay? It's a book that teaches you to recognize why you are where you are and why things haven't gone the way you wanted. And how you get things to go the way you want by changing the way you think and changing the way that you expand and changing the way that you look at the world around you. I have not read a book that helps bring more self-awareness than that book. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I think it's right on par with what we're talking about. And, and, and I'm, you know, it's one of my favorite books. It mm -hmm. really is. Mm -hmm. um, what are your favorite books? My favorite you know. books right now, of course, my book, Step Into Greatness. Of course, yeah. Com. Big shout out to you guys. Just blessed me with the magic of thinking big. This is one of my favorites. I have the, I don't have the physical copy now, I do, but the audio. So, guys, mm -hmm. you need to be tuned into the magic of thinking big. I agree. What you're feeding your mind every day is important. Like it's my every number one day. Book. Yeah. 
One one of my friends' quotes is, every day going to work, you need to be listening to something that's going to get you out of work in terms of if you want to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I like that. Like, you need to be investing in your mind. Don't ride idle. Don't ride listening to junk. Listen to your music, but listen to something that's going to help you. I like Who Moved My Cheese because it teaches you about that. The book is called Who Moved My Cheese, I think, by Spencer. It teaches Mm -hmm. you how to adapt. You know, once you get in this world, yeah. a lot of people get stuck and get complacent. So who moved my cheese is big. And, of course, Think and Grow Rich. I like that one. Yeah. And one of my favorites, uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Huh. Yeah, by uh, Rob, Rob Shamara, I believe. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, that's a, that's a huh. good I have. I'd have a number of people recommend yeah. that. Yeah, that's huh. a good one. Yeah, the you Monk know, Who the, Sold the, His Ferrari. The point he brought up a second ago about adapting, you know, who, who moved my cheese. That's another key thing for you young guys, all right? You have to understand that you're going to create this plan to the best of your ability, and that plan is not going to go the way you want. Right. I don't care how good it is. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And the guys who win in entrepreneurship are going to be the guys and girls who can adapt to things that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to step out and go two or three weeks, and something unexpected will happen. You know, for us, we got broken into. Okay, our store got broken into. It got vandalized. Uh, all of our protein powders. This is when the first month we opened our store. And everything got vandalized and dumped on the floor. Guess what? That wasn't in our plan. We had to figure out what we were going to do to stay going. Um, you know, I could think of a million things that happened, you know, um, that, that, that caused us to, to freak out for a minute and then readjust our plan. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be an employee or, you know, I've had employees steal from us. You know, I had, we, we had these three dudes steal almost $20,000 worth of product from us when, when $20,000 was like $20 million. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you got to figure those things out. And, and so I think being able to pivot and adapt is also one of those key traits that you guys need to understand is just part of the game. Because I get a lot of emails from people who are like, oh, my God, I started my business and this happened. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so? Right. I'm like, that's part of the deal. You need to learn to look at the lesson that you're going to learn from that thing happening, you know, yeah. and, and the perspective, the ability to see, just like we mentioned uh, uh, about your father not being around, mm-hmm. you know, the ability to, to take that and see that as a benefit and use the, the things that you learn as a strength as opposed to hiding behind that yep. as an excuse, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a sensitive subject for people because when you, when you call somebody on, on using something like that as an excuse, they can very easily make you look like a dick. You know, they'd be like, oh, you're an asshole. Right, right. Look, man, I'm just telling you the way it is. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to eliminate the things that you think are bad and figure out how, why those things are good. And I've yet in my lifetime found something that happened to me that I can't find some good out of, mm-hmm. you know. And, dude, I've been stabbed in the face. You know what I'm saying? And I've, there's a lot of good things that happen to me because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, one, wow. I calm down, you know, on my little, on my, on my, uh, my, my, uh, you know, a willingness to get into scuffles. <laughs> you know, I used to like that. Yeah. You know, uh, two, um, I became recognizable. Three, I recognized the perspective of somebody who doesn't have, you know, who has a handicap or who has a disfigurement, you know. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things, mm-hmm. you know, that I can look at and say, hey, dude, this is a good thing to happen. Right. You know, it's part and, of your story now. Dude, it's right. part of my identity. It's yeah. my it's my trademark. Yeah. Hey, you know, Andy, you mean to do with the, the dude with the scars? Oh, yeah, I know that dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't take offense to it because, and like on Instagram and stuff, you can't see, they don't show up as well in pictures. But I mean, if you're in person, you can see them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things, man. You know, Derek, Derek Wida, you know, lost his leg 
uh, in Iraq. Good buddy of ours, sponsored athlete by First Form, got his leg shot off in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude has become not only an inspiration to millions of people, but his he'll tell you, man, his perspective is better now about life than it was then. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is there negatives? Sure, there's negatives. He can't go be a soldier anymore. But the positives, and he'll tell you, will out they outweigh the negatives. Mm-hmm. You know, and this dude lost his leg, and it, it's so I think you know being and that's adapt that's adapting that's perspective that's just a lot of these same things that we're talking about. Right. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you, if you pick the entrepreneur path, you're going to get your head beat in hard. It's just the way it is. You're right. going to get beat on. And you have to be able to figure out, A, how to stop those beatings and start doing the beating. And B, how to take that power and instead of like fighting it, you're, 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 you're redirecting it. Yeah. Turn you know your power mean? into purpose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you take those hard lessons and you, you, you know, and it's hard to, for somebody who's not, not started in business, this is something that might even be a few steps down the road for you. But I like to let people know the truth before they get going because, dude, it's not an easy thing. It's far easier to go out and just be a normal dude and work your 40, 50 hours a week and and live your life. It's just easier. It's real easy. Yeah, man. And, 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 and you know, there's, there's a lot of things about that sort of lifestyle that I'll be completely honest, you know, I'm envious of. The fact of coming home to, at 4.30 in the afternoon and not having to think about work at all until you get up at five o'clock in the morning the next day. I, I've not been able to do that for 17 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't, it would be nice to be able to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, to have two or three days off where I'm not thinking about whatever's going on here. It's just not, but that's not who I am. You know what I mean? It's not what my, I would go fucking crazy. Right. You know, but if that's somebody that, that might, a lot of people are getting sucked into entrepreneurship right now because it's cool and it's hot and it's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started an entrepreneur, you know, being an entrepreneur was going to start my own thing. It used to be like, dude, you're going to be a loser. You know, Gary Vee has said the same thing, you know, and we're about the same age. He's just a little bit older than me. Uh, you know, when, when him and I started in business, it wasn't like, oh, cool, you're a business owner. It was like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Get a real job, you know? Right. And now it's become the opposite. We're like being an entrepreneur is cool, but you have to be careful because not everybody can do it. I, can can everybody do it? Yes. Could everybody do it? Yes. And I want to be careful when I say this because I don't want to say it the wrong way and discourage people. It's just a lot harder than what people think. Mm-hmm. And it's not it doesn't take the same level of commitment as working somewhere else or ha- mm-hmm. you know, it's just different. Mm-hmm. And, and and when people, you know, when I say I'm literally working from the time that I wake up or, or, or Nehemiah says that to the time we go to sleep, that's not an exaggeration. That's reality. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's yeah. something you have to commit to for years. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. That's and, the way to say it. Tease out what you were saying about the need for adjustment. And, and you've also said that there are certain things that if you don't love, you're not an entrepreneur. And one of the things that I would say is if you don't on some level love change and love it when things are up in the air and not set in stone, then you're not going to be very, very successful in entrepreneurialism because I think most people look at, and I think Dude, I my think, most fun at moments is being an entrepreneur and not whenever I'm just killing it. I'm making the most money. It's when I'm trying to figure out how to kill it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and exactly I mean, I think, I think, I think the, I think the vast majority of human beings on this planet, they look at change as 
tough transition that they have to negotiate. But I think entrepreneurs and people who really are, are born for that, they don't, they don't think of something Dude, switching Dude, it's like up. an algebra class, like an algebra, all right? And you're like working on a group problem, okay? And it's, let's say it's a really fucking hard problem, and you're looking at it, and we're all on the same team, all four of us. And we're all looking at it, and we're like, man, I don't know. And then one of us like clicks it, right? And we're like, whoa, dude, wait. If you put this here, you put this, and then all of a sudden we all see it, right? Right. And everybody, and then all of a sudden you you solve the problem, and you're all we're all like high fiving, like, dude, yeah, <laughs> like about math. Has that ever happened? <laughs> right. Everybody knows what that's like. You know, right. that's what entrepreneurship is right. like. Exactly. That's what it's like. It's like being frustrated out of your mind, and then you have these moments of like super high, but most of it is during the time where you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. You but, know, but and you try to figure it out. Another thing is funny you say that frustration, which makes most millionaires. I think Richard Branson started Virgin because he was stuck in Puerto Rico and he said, hey, I got to get home. Hey, well, everybody that's stuck, would y'all put some money up so we could charter a jet? Rest right. is history. That's right. a billion dollar company, <laughs> right. Virgin Airlines. So right. frustration Solving creates a, problem, a lot right. of millionaires. That's, so you're right about in that. your hardships right now, look for the solution, solution right. and serve people. Right. As Andy said, that's what's that's going right. to make it for you. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man, that's a great point. You know, yeah. looking for, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. This is, I, this is, all right. So when I was like 17, 18, I had this girlfriend and uh, we were out to dinner. And this is how, this is how entrepreneurs think. I mean, even though you guys will laugh at this because it's so bad, mm -hmm. but I'm like, this is how you have to think. You have to always look for the problem, look for the solution to the problem. So I'm like, this is, this is how much entrepreneur DNA is in my blood, all right? I'm sitting there eating dinner, and you know how, like, when you get, like, a piece of chicken, if it's real soft, or a steak, if it's real soft, you could, like, just cut it with the edge of your fork, mm. all right? So, like, I was, like, cutting with the edge of the fork, and I'm like, I got the greatest idea ever! <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, it could be a fork with a knife on the edge of the fork. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the greatest. I'm going to be rich. Yeah. And then I thought about it. I'm like, I'm like, I'll cut my mouth. Oh, I yeah. put, put the thing in my mouth. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, dude, I thought that was going to be great. Yeah, yeah. All within like two minutes. Cause she was like, you cut your mouth. And I'm like, oh. I thought I had like the greatest invention yeah, ever. Yeah. Everybody needs a fork that can cut shit. Yeah. Right. You know, and it would probably still work. So there's your free idea. Yeah. But, hey. Hey it man, spork works. Yeah, sporks. Sporks, nice. dude. Whoever invented the sporks doing all right, <laughs> you know. But anyway, you know, it's a million things like that. Like you're gonna come up with a million ideas that are stupid, and then you're gonna come up with like like a few that are decent, mm -hmm. right? And then you're gonna come up with some that are that are good and they're <clears throat> they're more sustainable. And those are the ones over a long period of time that end up making the money. And let me know? say something, Andy. The one th good thing about ideas is when most people come up, you come up with any and every idea in the world. It's only good if it's executed. That's right. Most people come tell me about all these ideas, but I say, are you doing it? So your idea is only going to get off the ground if you put the work and action behind it. So, guys, work your ideas. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. So. Right. That's the thing, too, is that, you know, I think – Every single person on earth has one or two or three multi-million dollars ideas, mm -hmm. you know, by the time they're 30 years old. But very few of them just do it, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the difference. And they say right. the richest place, I think Les Brown says, I'm not sure, but yeah. the richest place in the world is the cemetery. So many people take their goals and dreams there. Yeah. Because they're not, people dying at 25 and yeah. stop actually living because life hit them one time, knocked right. them down. I actually just came across your post where you quoted less, that exact yeah. Les, okay. Les yeah. Brown quote. I, yeah. I rarely yeah. ever quote other people, but that is just yeah. an awesome quote. Yeah, it yeah. is. 
Yeah. Hey, Tyler, how are we doing on time? Hour. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. So. I Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, thank you. I feel like I want to hear more about your, your story. I, I, I don't know. I, it, what, what haven't you told us? Well, I'm curious what you got kicked out for. Oh, at the time, what I got, I just got kicked out for being a knucklehead. Again, I was at the minority at the school. I thought it was cool to be cheating on tests. I thought it was yeah. cool to talk back. I just thought that was cool, not knowing it wasn't cool. Yeah. So if I had to replay it, I wouldn't be a knucklehead anymore. I would actually yeah. be listening and trying to learn Yeah. so I could be a little further now than I am. Um, yeah. So that's what I got kicked out of for college. Mm-hmm. I was hanging around the wrong people. And again, mm-hmm. it's a result. That they kept seeing me with my friend, but he went and choked some kids up. Mm-hmm. Neil was with him. I was in my room, but that's right. why it's important. I take that with success, or just hang like you have to hang around people who are going in the direction that you're going if you want to go there. Right. Like if you hanging around nine broke people, I'm sure you yeah. probably gonna become the tenth. If you hanging around ten millionaires, yeah. a nine of them, you might eventually become one because yeah. you hang, you're immersing yourself in that. And I mean, well, it becomes the yeah. norm. Norm, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's not this unobtainable thing. That it goes back to what we talked about expanding. You know, your, you know, my normal day is most people's like dream. You know what I mean? It's normal for me now. Mm-hmm. And you know, when Bill Gates gets on his, you know, on his j- jet. jet, you know, that's normal shit. You know what I mean? And and it was normal for him before he had it. In his mind, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the that's the part of, and a lot of people just think that's hocus pocus, man. I know you believe in the law of attraction, as do I, as does every other single multimillionaire, mm-hmm. billionaire that I know. Okay, um, I I just think it's something that people just overlook. You know, it's so easy to do, but people think that it, it's like they'd rather Esoteric, play a video game, yeah, yeah or they feel Same weird deep to do, yeah. right, right, right. Like I'm, I, I feel weird, like you know kind of investing in my spirituality or my mental my mental game like that you know they don't because that's what it is man it's spirituality um and it makes people feel weird so i don't know man i i think uh you know one day they're gonna find like a direct like physical link between those two things there's because it's dude it's so true and once you train your mind to become focused on these things that you want to become or things that you want i it just happens. Yeah. And you can't feel stupid. I mean, like yeah. I'm gonna be in the I'm gonna be riding my jet, parking my Bentley in front of there. I believe that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You can't feel yeah. like, yo, this is stupid. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell it to everyone because everyone I can talk about this to Andy. I can talk about this to you guys in this room because you understand that. But right. I can't go back to the hood like, I'm gonna get a jet. Yeah. Are you sure you going? Yeah, I am. <laughs> like, I can't even talk to you because you don't understand that. Like right. on one of your podcasts, I heard you say, Every day I'm on the phone or I know multi-millionaires like all my friends all is that. this to. is all yeah. i don't have time to talk not saying you don't have time no, but no, no. this is what but i feel I my time with those those connections exactly right. so i think that's important that's why yes i didn't get there yet but i'm making sure i surround myself with those people because yeah. i'm going to get there guaranteed yeah man i mean dude i can go through my phone right now i can go through my phone right now okay millionaire first guy millionaire second right. my wife right okay third fourth fifth guy millionaire Sixth guy millionaire, seventh guy millionaire. I mean, yep. you know, it's yeah, it's just, that's what it is, yep. you know, and you are who you hang with, man. It, it's a big deal. 
Which is easier said than done where you came from. I mean, right. I, I hope that's not insensitive on my part to say, no, no, but no. no. Dude, it's a fact. Yeah, so... so Facts aren't insensitive. Well, no. So, so here's my... I, I would love to know this. Yeah. So Andy talks a lot about how everybody makes excuses, okay? It's, it's no respecter of color. It's no respecter of age. Mm-hmm. Everybody's making excuses. You've come from a background where a lot of people might say, well, you know what? If you wanted to make excuses, you probably could have, but you didn't, right. okay? So my question for you, since you have, you have essentially made the transition into this life of success, what would you say to other people, specifically to other people who are tempted to make excuses, um, what would you say to them, and what would you also say to the people who have no idea what you faced that might help them be a little bit more understanding? Well, first, I will say, man, you got to just stop making excuses. You got to find some sort of time that, yo, excuses aren't valid. And the reason why I can't keep making excuses Even when society will accept your excuse. Yeah, yeah. most people going to accept your excuse because most people are making them. But right. when I realized I made entrepreneurship as plan A, I can't make an excuse because that Amex bill won't get paid at the end of the month. The cardinal won't get paid. My family won't eat. So you have to remove excuses. So mm-hmm. I would just say get out of your own way. And that's another thing. Get out your own way and believe in your mental abilities that you could become whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. Like I feel as though what stopped most of us, what stopped most of us is ourselves. Mm. Telling ourselves why it won't work, why this won't happen. It's not going to happen because you just said it ain't going to happen. It's just, that simple, like Andy said, we overcomplicate what it takes to become successful. Remove the excuses, and I assure you, you're going to go some places. Hmm. And my life is, I don't even look at what I went through as hard, because I grew up and it was normal. Like, right. Everybody grew up in those situations. Right. Everybody grew up without a dad. Mm-hmm. So it's normal to me. So I just, my mental toughness said, I'm going to become more than my dad, and I'm going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come from Westfield and be somebody. So that's nice. why, I'm, why I'm doing what I do now. You know what's funny about what you're saying? about it being normal is it's always normal until you start seeing everybody else. And then you compare your shit that was normal to somebody else's shit who was maybe on a little easier path. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, that's why I'm not there because it was actually really hard for me when you, in reality, when you're in it, you're like, dude, this is just the way it is, you know? So it's not hard until you start comparing it to somebody else who had it quote unquote easier. Right. And then you start looking for that excuse, you know? Um, no, no, dude, agree. society will accept a lot of excuses. Right. Like they'll accept an excuse of, Hey, I grew up, you know, with no dad and on an income of $18,000 a year and I never saw any success and I was never around people successful. So how am I going to be successful? You know, uh, I had to go to public school. Uh, we were on well, I mean, you could say all this shit and eventually people are gonna be like, Oh yeah, well I can see why you're not. But the point is, is that you can't make those excuses for yourself. You know, right. No matter how bad it is, no matter how bad it is, you know, and there's there's things that that I've heard before. And I'm like, man, that's pretty fucking bad. But you got to get over it if you want to get past it. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just to shoot it straight. I mean, you've gotten some people that post on your Instagram and a a number of different people. And I'm thinking of one woman in particular who basically is saying you had all these privileges. Yes, you worked. Yes, you did this. But you had all these privileges and and X number of students that she works with or young people that she works with, they simply don't have those opportunities. That's why I wanted to hear what you had to say, um, Nehemiah, just because there are people that think, you know. Well, dude, the, the thing is, is yes, there's are people that are going to have a, a harder situation than I had. Did I have it easy? No. But there's people who are going to have it harder. 
Mm-hmm. And there's people guess what are gonna have it harder than you too, and they're still gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Yeah, and they're My still story is nothing, and they're I still would. gonna make it. Yeah, yep. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So it's it, it's 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 irrelevant, honestly. Yeah. It's irrelevant. If you want to make it, you'll make it. If you don't, you don't. That's yeah. why sometimes I get real irritated with like even posting motivational shit because I feel like I'm I'm speaking to who who am I speaking to? Because the people that are gonna make it are gonna fucking make it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but then the excuse becomes, oh well, they're the exception. Of course, but the, but right. but that's what I'm saying. You know, like I spent all this time writing these posts and doing this podcast, and all this shit, and I'm like, man, you know, is it all for nothing? Because the people that are going to make it or fucking make it. Yeah. Right. You know, maybe I'm just putting a little fire to them or something. But I think you help. I know you helping people, man. Like you, that you're motivating people to start yeah. businesses. You motivating people to become the best that they can be. Yeah, I just and make sure I'm motivating the right people yeah. to start yeah. businesses yeah. because I don't want to motivate the the wrong people to start and then them go ruin their lives because it wasn't for them. True. You know, so I, yeah. I don't know, man. Like. It, but you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I feel like, do you ever feel like that? Like, you're talking, like, who are you talking to? Because the right. people, you know, the people that make it, they're going to make it because they want to make it. That's true. So, yeah. like, what are, what are we, so the way I try to look at it is, like, I'm just, like, pouring a little gas on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I mean, there's up. a great, there's actually a great, I'm, I'm going to be Mr. Preacher here, but there's a great statement in the Bible by one of the writers. He says, I'm going to remind you of what you already know. And I think that's what you do with when you motivate people is that you put, I, I had a guy yesterday or the day yeah. before tell me, you know, you're, you're, you're not wake. You know, these average people, I said, look, my job isn't to wake up these average people. My job is to keep the fucking above average people on track. Right. Mm. Right. You know Remind what I mean? Remind them of what they already know. They just need, that's right. they, they just need a refresher. Right. We all need it. We all need it. Dude, I'm writing that shit yeah. for myself. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. I'm like, look, dude, be patient. You know, that's my biggest problem is like, I want, I want everything today. Right. So, right. Anyway, I think we're getting long on time here, man. I want to, I want to, first of all, tell you guys, Hey, you guys need to be following this man. You need to be following what he's doing and keeping up on him because he's going to do some big things. Uh, Nehemiah, dude, I appreciate you coming by. It's been awesome to talk to you. Awesome to hear your story. Uh, appreciate what you're doing with, with everything you're giving back. Um, I think that's, I think it's tremendous, man. I, I just really appreciate, appreciate, appreciate you. And thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been great, man. I'm, 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 we've had some really impressive guests on this show and I'm, I'm speechless. I'm pretty overwhelmed. Yeah, it means and a it's, great day and to it's me, a, it's an inspiration to me too, man. You motivate, motivate me a lot. So good stuff. So Thank guys, so make much. sure you're checking out his book, um, the step into greatness journal. Make sure you're following him on social, hit him up with your social one more time. Neo Deviso on Instagram, N-E-O-D-A-V-I-S-O. Snapchat is my full name, Nehemiah Davis. I'm trying to make them uniform, though, real soon. Yeah, yeah. So uh, make sure you're following him. Uh, make sure you're giving him some love. Check out his book. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we'll have you back sometime soon, man. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the time. Thank you so much. I, it was tremendous for me. I only wish you guys the best. So Billion-dollar l- company coming let soon you, for you. I'll, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let you close it out, man. What, what's... What, speaking to a young a young person right now, what's the what's the what's the one thing that you want to tell them? Don't give up, man. I, I I'm telling you, I believe in you, and I don't even know you. I know you have the willpower to succeed and become anything you want. But first, it starts with believing in yourself. Second, being persistent. Third, finding something you're passionate about. And fourth, getting up every day and kicking butt. That's all I can say. And you're gonna become what you want to be. I do is work, 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 work on the side.